Hi, this is Dan Sullivan, and I'm here with Peter Diamandis, and this is Exponential Wisdom. Peter, we're going to talk about billionaires today, and we're going to talk about the phenomenal exponential growth of wealth that has taken place on the planet that we know about, and probably there's a lot more that we don't know about. And you have a very, very interesting, what I would call a concept and tool that is now possible to do great good on the planet, to make great change on the planet. And I'd like you to tell everybody about this idea, because I personally, without having the words that you're going to use, have done such a thing in the last 90 days. I'll share it with you after you explain to everybody exactly how this works. Sure. So it was recently that a Saudi prince, Prince Awalid bin Talal, committed $32 billion to philanthropy. He announced his plans to give all his money to philanthropy. Over the years, we've heard about Bill Gates and Warren Buffett talk about the giving pledge. And the giving pledge is this thing where you commit as a wealthy individual to give half of your wealth to philanthropy during your life or when you die. And I think the number is something like 130, 140 people have signed up for the giving pledge so far. And with due respect to Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, I completely disagree. This idea that you just give your money to philanthropy and call it done, I think, is a weak way out. And I want to propose something that I'm very passionate about, which I call the impact pledge. Rather than just saying I'm going to give my money away to a philanthropy and hope it does well. And by the way, most philanthropies are very non-transparent. They're not very leveraged. They have very little accountability. And they're inefficient. You get 30 cents on the dollar after overhead used to actually go and do the thing you want to do. Now, there's some amazing philanthropies on the planet. I don't want to knock them all. But what if instead a person who is wealthy and that has different levels from a millionaire to multi-billionaires said, I'm making an impact pledge, which is I'm pledging to wipe out this disease. I'm pledging to educate a million girls. I'm pledging to provide clean water in Tanzania. In other words, you create a concrete, objective, measurable goal and you announce it to the world. Imagine if we had a record of where people pledged to change the world in a concrete fashion. For me, that's one of the most important things about creating a world of abundance. Enough people looking at the world's biggest problems and pledging to solve them either in a for-profit company or in philanthropy, whatever the case might be, is what I think we need to be talking about. So that's the impact pledge concept. We can go into the numbers because they're huge. The thing that fascinated me about this concept is that it's so in alignment with your whole concept of the X Prize, Peter, that as a great number of people know that your real entry on the world stage was really the creation of the X Prize concept and the Ansari Prize, which actually funded the first private space flight, the first private space vehicle that actually went into space. And the thing that, in my mind, was so sensible about what that was is that it was highly specific. It was measurable. First of all, it was doable. It was by a certain date, and it had some simple rules to it and that anybody could get involved with it. You didn't have to have any kind of scientific, academic qualification, engineering qualification, or anything like that. And it took advantage of the fact that we now live in a electronic global brain called the Internet. And if you put a message out into the brain, 
you never know whose attention you're going to get and whose participation you're going to attract to your project. So am I right or am I wrong that a lot of the thinking about the impact pledge really came from the enormous success that you've had with the XPRIZE contest? Because it's absolutely the single most efficient to get scientific and technological breakthroughs. Yeah, it is very much so. And the XPRIZE is one means that I think people who are interested in the philanthropic phase of their life should use. You know, it's funny because as an entrepreneur, all the entrepreneurs, we have mostly an entrepreneurial audience here listening, you demand 10 times or 100 times on every dollar you invest. You invest a dollar in equipment or a person or software, and you hope that makes you $10 for every dollar that you invest. Mm -hmm. It's a demand for leverage. But when you become a philanthropist all of a sudden and you donate a dollar and you're happy with 30 cents going to what you're going to do, it seems a perverse situation. So the X Prize is exactly that. We will launch a prize and we'll offer $10 million to the first person to solve that problem, like build a private spaceship, build a Star Trek medical tricorder, build software to teach hundreds of millions of kids literacy, whatever it might be. And we expect that that prize money, the $10 million, will drive $100 million or $500 million in team expenditures and change the world. So the impact pledge is, for me, a way that people can call their shots, publicly call their shots, and say, I'm committing to solving this problem. It's going to be really hard. I'm going to do my best, but this is what I'm going after. You know, Bill Gates has done that with malaria, right? Elon Musk has done that with going to Mars, Larry Page has done that in a number of ways for a global internet connectivity. And for me, that's what we should be doing, publicly announcing the shot you're going to take. Because there are benefits when you publicly announce that, right? I mean, you probably could list a number and then I'll join you. One of the things that, Peter, I hope you give everybody is the background to just the available wealth that has literally been exponentially generated over the last 15 years. One of the things, I just have this little tool that I've created. I'm just going to give you my example here. And you're the inspiration for it, Peter, because it goes to Singularity University. When people go to Singularity, most people know that's another very famous project of yours that you created with Ray Kurzweil in Silicon Valley, but basically people come from around the world to attend courses of various lengths from a week up to a summer. But the project that everybody has to work on is a product or a service that would have a billion customers. And I was sitting there, you know, within the context of Strategic Coach, and I said, you know, I just don't see it within Coach. I said, first of all, there aren't a billion entrepreneurs on the planet, and that's who I want to deal with. So I couldn't do that, but I came up with this little tool called the four C's, which is just to analyze your history and also look at your future from four perspectives of making a commitment, having the courage to actually launch the commitment even before you have the capability and confidence to pull it off. And because of the commitment and courage, you actually do develop the capability and you will then develop the confidence and you'll jump to a higher level of performance and results. And this has been such a, what I would say, viral tool just among the network that we have at Strategic Coach. And in the back of my mind over the years, I said, I wonder is there a tool for global education that would really apply to anyone 
that could be taught in less than an hour by anyone teaching someone else. And so you would only need users. The users would automatically become the teachers. And I've just had so much feedback from the entrepreneurs in Strategic Coach talking about how they're teaching this to their children, they're teaching this to their friends, they're teaching it to their teams, their teams are teaching it to their families, and it takes about 10 minutes to teach it. And I said, you know, I got my product, and now I would be Singularity University qualified because... I have a goal 25 years, and this may prove to be way more time than I actually need, that I would have a billion people using this tool on a daily basis, and we're going to give it away for free. If I try to charge money for this, it's just going to be an impediment. I'm just going to give it away for free, you know. (laughs) We're right now in the process of putting it into an electronic form for mobile devices, which include both the phones and the pads and also the laptops and to just get this out to the world. And already, since I've started talking about this, I've had people who say, well, I'll just tell 300,000 people about this. A presentation was given to the Pentagon on this about two weeks ago just by somebody who was in the class who was involved in providing services to the Pentagon, and it's just going viral. And the reason why it's going to happen is just because I said, look, I'm going to give this to the world, and we're going to have a billion people using it, by a particular date, and I'm negotiable because I may find that I don't need 25 years. It may happen in 10 years or five years. Well, I love that. And to follow up on the point you made earlier, let me give people listening a sense of how much wealth there really is on the world today, and the numbers are pretty staggering. So in 2000, on the global stage, there was about $110 trillion of wealth. Today, The number from 2014 is $250 trillion. So in the last 14 years, we've had a two-and-a-half-fold increase in the amount of global wealth. And if you look at the number of billionaires on the planet, the number of billionaires now are approximately 2,000 billionaires. And by the way, that's reported billionaires. There's probably double that number on the planet, people who just don't want you to know how their health. So And the numbers go up exponentially to centimillionaires and decamillionaires, a huge amount of wealth. And the question is, you know, putting HLI aside, you still can't take it with you. (laughs) So what are you going to do with it? I mean, honestly, I get so pissed at this. I go to my, you know, a lot of my friends who are billionaires say, for God's sakes, what are you doing with your wealth? There are so many amazing problems and challenges to solve out there. Why don't you take some big moonshots and go and nail them? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I really want to do is encourage people to increase the impact they want to do on the planet, to go and do extraordinary things. And you can do it by creating X prizes. You can also do it by finding passionate entrepreneurs who want to go and solve the world's biggest problems because – As you know, and I teach at Abundance 360 and at Singularity Universities, the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest business opportunities. So you want to go and solve water, energy, food, healthcare, learning. You want to become a billionaire, help a billion people. And it's truly an amazing time to be able to do that. So I want people to make an impact at a level like never before. The thing that's really interesting, Peter, when you give the figures, you know, the actual amount of wealth, but that for me actually makes up a very, very small portion of the actual wealth on the planet because I think that the greatest wealth is in the form of concepts and ideas 
and methods. I saw an analysis of U.S. saying, you know, that we're running an $18 trillion deficit in the United States right now. And, you know, everybody's saying, well, this is unbelievable. I mean, is the place going to close down? And I said to you guys, you know, I said, well, you've given the liability side of the books. Let's look at the asset side of the books. First of all, I mean, the GDP is almost comparable, depending on who you believe. And I think that the way of calculating GDP here is from the 1940s. I think that the GDP is really quite a bit of significant, but they just don't know how to measure the actual output that's taking place. But the interesting thing about it is they said if you actually took a look at the assets of the United States and you included patents and you included the actual methods that are in operation and processes, which have enormous wealth to them, and you also took intellectual capital, they said that probably the wealth of the United States is somewhere around $700 trillion that would be convertible into wealth in some form. The one thing I want to say here, Peter, when you started XPRIZE, you had no financial capital. <laughs> so the reason why I keep going back to the XPRIZE, but what you had was an incredible idea. So people often think, well, I don't have the money to give, but you may have an idea to give. You may have a solution to give. You may have a process to contribute. I always laugh because I'm crossing the border between the United States and Canada all the time. And this has been going on now for 30 years. They say, any alcohol? And I said, no. Cigarettes? No. Bringing across anything? I said, no. And they say, you have nothing? I said, no, I have nothing. But I just came from Chicago, and I came up with an idea that over the next couple of years is going to be worth 5 or $10 million. But I don't have to declare my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you're so right. The power of an idea... And every entrepreneur who's ever built a successful company can go back to that moment in time where they had that eureka moment and they said, wow, what about that? And it all begins right there. And the powerful idea attracts the people, attracts the capital, it attracts the assets that you need to implement. And then you add hard work and you go from there. Yeah, and you know, the folks that you know so well that have really created, going back 30 or 40 years, the whole call it the microchip revolution, you know, starting in the 50s and 60s. You know Gordon Moore, and you know all the leaders and pioneers in that field. But every one of those was an idea. These people were not capitalized. They didn't have the capability and confidence to actually get these things going. They had ideas, and then they attracted skill around the ideas. And HLI is going to be a hundred billion, maybe trillion dollar business, but it actually starts with two or three fundamental ideas that are already available for just extending life. Then you attract all the talent and you attract the capabilities in the world because you're organizing something in a way that nobody else can organize. And so I think the impact pledge is an organizing principle. What you've created here is an organizing principle that people would be extraordinarily giving and generous if they knew what to give to. You know, the flip challenge of this, Dan, is that there's a perverse incentive on what I call the Forbes list. I know the Forbes, Steve Forbes very well, and Tim and Kip, his brothers, and I talk about this, which is these 1,500 billionaires, 2,000 billionaires who are on the Forbes list, you know, the 500 wealthiest people on the planet today, 
there's a gamification that occurs that if I'm number 23 on the Forbes list and I use my wealth to go and solve a problem and I spend billions of dollars to go and try and do that, I drop from number 23 to number 147 on the list and I hate dropping on the list. And it's you know, I see the Forbes list as gamifying wealth retention. And so one of the things I want to do is try and get the Forbes family to create the Forbes impact list where it's actually – valuing people who use their wealth to go and solve huge problems. And so you might go from number 97 to number two on the Forbes impact list as you go and you solve XYZ problems. That would certainly be a list to compete to get on. Yeah. yeah. First of all, it would make for a lot better party at the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, half, most of the 500 wouldn't actually want to be in the same room with each other. (laughs) I mean, first of all, you couldn't fit that number of people with all the bodyguards. But you see, they're getting to the top of the ladder. I think the ladder's just leaning against the wrong wall. (laughs) That's interesting. I mean, do you see a shift? We talked about human longevity. Doesn't a lot of this urgency about being on a competitive list, isn't it have a lot to do with the fact that all of them think that they're going to die when they're 70 or 80? You know, I think it does for some degree. And at some point after you've made like $50 million, I mean, honestly, your life is set. And so if you go from $2 billion to $3 billion, it becomes a game. Mm-hmm. But it really, it's what you do with it that matters so much, how you go from success to significance. And that's one of the conversations, one of the modules I'm going to be focusing on at Abundance 360 this year is how do you go from success to significance? And really, what do you want to accomplish with your life? Mm-hmm. Or as HLI comes in, what do you want to accomplish with the first chapter of your life? Because we're going to go from living many lives, many professions, doing many things with the time that you have on this planet. So I do think these are the important questions we need to be asking ourselves as we use exponential technologies, as we use the tools that you teach to become more successful is what do you do with that success? Right. These are all such fascinating topics and subjects. One question I'd like to ask you, and it has to do with, it seems to me that virtually everything that you've created, certainly that I know about, is kind of an impact pledge. Asteroid mining, it's landing a ship on Mars, planetary exploration, singularity, and everything else. Is there kind of a pledge that you've held in reserve that you haven't let anyone know about yet? I know you're you're already overextended beyond belief here, so maybe I'm shortening your life with this one. No, no. I mean, honestly, I wear my commitments on my sleeve. A lot of people hold it very secret, but for me, extending the human lifespan, attacking the world's grand challenges, going and expanding the resource base of humanity beyond the bounds of Earth, I mean, I love this stuff. I love a huge grand challenge and then assembling the team, the capital, the tech to go and pull it off. But I'm pretty transparent. Everything I think and do, it turns into a company eventually and yeah. a commitment to going and making it happen. Yeah. Just from a strategic coach standpoint, the principle of a pledge as being the, what I would say, the organizational principle for creating a viable enterprise just seems to me to have enormous exponential efficiency to it. I'll put two words together there, exponential efficiency, because you basically make the whole world your audience, and who knows what kind of talents and skills and various kinds of capital are out there that are just looking for a place to organize themselves around your idea. Yeah, you're right. When you make a pledge like that, you attract the best minds, 
you attract capital that wants to partner with you, and you hold yourself accountable like never before. And it takes guts. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It's that old courage thing. Courage is so key here. So to summarize here, I hope people will realize that when you create your wealth and you build the business you're passionate about, the question of what you do with that wealth, because also as an entrepreneur, you've honed amazing skills on problem solving. And so my question to you is, how do you help create a world of abundance where you focus your capital, your wealth, after you've set aside to make yourself and your family comfortable? Call your shot. Let people know what you want to do, because as you show your courage and you show your targets, challenge other people, not Mm -hmm. for a giving pledge, but to an impact pledge. I commit to do this. What are you going to do with your world? What are you going to do with your life, with your wealth, with your tech, with your companies? Mm -hmm. I think it's an important thing that we need to be thinking about. It needs to change the mindset of people to stop complaining about problems and start solving them. Yep. Very, very exciting. Well, I'm going to make a commitment pledge right now. We're going to do another episode of Exponential Wisdom (laughs) right after this one. You know what I'd like to talk about next, Dan? I want to talk about the negativity bias we have. I want to talk about how the media is just filling our minds with negative stuff, and they can't pay me enough to watch what I get on the Crisis News Network every night. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. I actually know the network you're talking about. (laughs) This will be exciting because I actually have studied this for about 40 years, so I've got a lot of insights on this particular one. Let's do it. All right. Have a good one, Dan. Be well, my friend. Thanks, Peter.